get slushies again? Maybe. I don't know. What's up, folks? Welcome to This Podcast is Queer with me, Adam Pye. And me, Ethan. I use he, him pronouns. I also use he, him pronouns. Today we are talking, uh, well, giving you a Trans 101 session. We're going to talk about what trans means, different identities a little bit, um, how to be a good ally, and just some terminology and a little... What everyone, I think, needs to know about being trans, cis, trans, whatever. So buckle up, folks, and, you know, strap in. This is going to be a notable teaching episode. We're going to, hopefully, by the end of it, you'll know something you didn't know. Or maybe you won't, because this is just basically from our heads, and we're not experts. We're just two trans guys living our best lives. Exactly. So first, we are going to ask the good old question... What is trans? Adam, what is trans? Trans is when you identify it with something that is not the gender that you were assigned at birth. So, you know, Ethan, what were you assigned at birth? I was assigned female at birth. Thank and, you, Adam. And how do you identify? And I identify as male. So, so I am a trans man because I am a man. Yes, you are. You are Adam, all man. What were you assigned at birth? Also, don't ask people what they're assigned at birth. Yeah, maybe we didn't start this off right because I just basically <laughs> asked Ethan the worst question. But this is how you dem- like. This is just me demonstrating what trans is. I was yeah. assigned female at birth. And how do you identify? Oh boy, howdy! I don't know anymore. Well, do you identify as female? I do not identify as female. So do you know what? You are trans. What? (laughs) (laughs) So if you were assigned, like, let's say, male at birth and you identify as male, you're what is known as cis. What does cis mean, Adam? That offends me as a cis person. We're role-playing right now. Not actually true. (laughs) Cis is basically just identifying with the gender you were assigned at birth. It is not an offensive word. It's basically differentiating between trans and not trans. And to say it is offensive is kind of stupid because you know what, fuck? It's also offensive to say it's offensive because every time I know someone who said it's offensive, their argument is, well, it's normal. And I'm like, so you're saying being trans isn't normal? Are you being kind of transphobic right now? It is transphobic to say that being trans isn't normal. We're just the same as other people, except we have a misalignment with how we were born and how we identify. Exactly. So, Adam, we talked about what you were assigned at birth, and that is sex. Yeah. <laughs> you so, are not assigned a gender at birth, you're assigned sex at birth. Which is essentially what's between your legs and, you know, your sexual organs and genitalia. Some people do not have genitalia and sexual organs that are hormones are hormones that basically align one way or another some people have a bit of both some people have like half you know there's like loads of different ways you can be and people who say it's just male and female seem to be not acknowledging that insects people exist and there's many different types of insects and insects people are just as common as gingers yeah, I mean, some people believe having polycystic ovaries because that affects your hormone levels can make you intersex, and so then under that definition, I technically would be intersex. 
And also, most people in their life who are in sex may never find out. It's a whole conversation that we might have another time. So, Ethan, what is the difference between sex and gender? So, sex, as you said, is what's between your pants or your hormones or your internal sexual organs. Uh, It's basically your physiology. Yes. And your gender is how you identify it's what's in your head. That makes it sound bad, but it's basically how you feel. Yeah. So Ethan is a dude because he feels like a dude. So that is the sex versus gender section. Basically two different things. Adam is feeling positive. I'm feeling positive today. (laughs) So our next point is on gender expression versus gender identity. So gender expression can be basically how you present yourself and how you you know, present yourself to the world. It can be how you dress, maybe use makeup. It can also just be how you act. Yeah. You know, your gender expression may be more femaligned, where, you know, you do things that are stereotypically feminine, like, you know, wear dresses and makeup, or it could be more masculine, where you do stuff like... Do you want to give an example of your gender expression? I'll give one of mine. Okay, I'd say that my gender expression is mostly mask. I like to wear mostly what is considered male clothes. I hate wearing dresses and I hate wearing makeup, though I sometimes do things that would be considered more feminine, like painting my nails. I am fantastic at painting my nails. I have some beautiful nail art. Ethan says it's tacky. I think Ethan's tacky. I think painting your nails is great if you actually do a good job. I have gotten compliments from everybody but you about my nail art. Do you mean all your girlfriends? No, I got a nice compliment (laughs) from a lovely person in Lush the other day. She looked at my nails and went, oh, those look really great. And they did look fantastic. They were black. she just assumed you were gay and was... (laughs) No, because I was making out with Lily in Lush. Okay. Um, and also my nails were black with like blue sparkles on them and i have to say they did look fabulous i don't think you saw that one okay they did look pretty i'm gonna last time i saw you didn't have a top coat on and it bothered me yeah i've kind of just taken it off right now um my gender expression i'd say it's mostly masculine but also really not i like to wear very feminine shirts floral shirts and my how i sometimes wear makeup if i'm like Going out, like on a night out, yeah. I will contour my face to make it look more masculine there. I'd do it in a masculine way yeah. rather than feminise my face. I I used to fill in my eyebrows a lot because I had very thin eyebrows before tea kicked in. And um, Ethan has some beautiful outfits, like his Miley Cyrus top, which he likes to pair with, what was it, duck shorts that My time? rubber duck swim shorts. He looked beautiful. <laughs> I 100% support Ethan, unlike how he treats me while he calls me tacky when I paint my nails pretty. I think I just want you to do your nails better. I want you to improve yourself. And I only <laughs> just start, I never paint, when I was like living as a female. Before pre-transition. Pre-transition, I never painted my nails, but like now I feel like I'm becoming way more comfortable living myself and my identity, and so I'm new to nail art. Um, as well, like how I act tends to be quite feminine. Like on the campsite, I talk with my hands a lot. I, but I also am very masculine. Like right now, I'm in jeans and a t and a hoodie and a beanie and very casual. So I'm wearing a lovely bra. Brown jumper. I'm wearing a lovely green jumper and some jeans right now. Wearing a super dry jumper. 
I like that jumper. You should wear it more. It was my dad's. <laughs> Ethan looks great, by the way. Thank you. Um, and also, gender expression can fluctuate. Like, you can dress feminine one day, masculine one the other day. It does not affect your gender identity. It doesn't represent what you identify as. So, well, what's the difference between gender identity and gender expression, Adam? Well, your expression may not always align to your identity. You know, your identity is how you feel in yourself. It's how you identify. So, like, Ethan may, like, dress femme one day, but also he, you know, that doesn't really affect his identity. He's still a dude and he's still valid. So um, you can identify as male and wear dresses and skirts. So that doesn't affect the fact you're male. You can identify as female and not like those to wear those things. Yeah. It does not affect your identity. Mm. And it's okay to play with your gender expression and try new things and just have fun with it. It People need to stop taking gender expression too seriously. Yeah. Specifically cis people. Oh, yes. <laughs> Although there are the people in the community, there are individuals who are trans who believe that, you know, if you identify one way, you should only solely express yourself that way, which is kind of problematic. Yeah. You know, we have enough problems as a community, we really shouldn't turn on each other. Uh, we are now going to talk about pronouns and neo pronouns. Adam, what's a neo pronoun? I think most people know what pronouns are. A neo-pronoun is a pronoun that is not like she, her, or he, him. They're stuff that are outside what, you know, what is considered very much binary pronouns. So, like, they, them pronouns, Z-zen. z them. Z-zen. There are thousands of neo-pronouns, and, you know... They're all valid. Yeah, and individuals may choose to use those pronouns because they fit them, and you should always respect them. Some neo-pronouns are difficult to pronounce, and I'm sure that, you know, if you ask somebody how to pronounce those pronouns, um, if they will probably tell you, because, yeah, it's important to... Just... It's important to respect people's pronouns, no matter what they are. And also, the whole idea that these pronouns are new and, like, have come out of nowhere, they're really not. They've been around for a very, very long time. Like, longer than I've been alive, at least. Ethan, why is it important to respect people's pronouns? Because it's hurtful when people don't. It's integral to your identity, you know, um, like basically going against somebody's wishes and not using pronouns. Yeah, it's like, it takes away an aspect of their identity and that's just not fair. You know, it's important that we respect each other's identities and we, like, respect their wishes when it comes to pronouns. You know, who does it hurt if you use somebody's neo-pronouns for them? No one. Don't be an asshole. Sir, the reminder of what our pronouns are. He, him. He, him. We're not that fancy. Yeah. We're not that cool. We don't use neo-pronouns. <laughs> we do need some better representation on this show. <laughs> we will get people in who are non-binary to talk further about these things because obviously we cannot fully talk for the non-binary experience. That makes it sound like it's like a theme park. The non-binary experience. I want to make trans-themed theme park that's called the non-binary... Well, it's going to have, like, one ride in it called the non-binary experience. Real way. Now, Adam, we've talked about, like, these things, um, but we haven't really talked about trans identities as, like, name them and, like, what different identities they are. So there's three 
I'd say three main umbrellas within the trans umbrella. The, um, it's like an umbrella family tree. This is a beautiful umbrella. It's going to be like the most beautiful umbrella you ever did see. So the trans umbrella is. People who identify as trans feminine, trans masculine and non-binary. So what is a trans... What is a trans feminine person? Who is a trans feminine person? A trans feminine person is somebody who um, identifies as trans, but also the more feminine side of trans. So, like, uh, somebody who doesn't identify with the gender they were assigned at birth, but, like, still, like, but identifies with, like, feminine qualities and feminine aspects. So, trans women tend to be trans feminine, and trans woman is a woman. I often get asked, like, when I say I'm a trans man, like, what way does that mean I've transitioned? And it's yeah, like, I, get I am a, a man. Hence why it says trans man. I, so for me, I am female to male, tra- transgender, and I identify with that term. Some people do not. Yeah. Um, trans- when I do it, I get asked that a hell of a lot, especially on dating sites. It's yeah. always, I don't want to be rude, but are you, like, going this way or that way? And... It's a bit, like, uncomfortable to be asked that, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to turn people away when they're trying to be respectful. Especially when you've already stated that, like, you're a trans man and then someone's like, so you're this way or that way, and you're like... "Uh." It says in the name, male, just move your phone. (laughs) So therefore, I am a man. If it says in the name, female, then therefore they are a woman, but... Non-binary. What does that mean? What is that fancy new term that people use? Non-binary is something that is like where you don't identify as like it could be that you identify as both. It could be that you like both male and female. It could be that you identify as neither male nor female, or you know anywhere in between. There's like not really any right way to be non-binary. It's just you identify outside of the binary. And non-binary people have existed as long as people have existed. And the term non-binary has existed for a very long time again when people are like, we didn't have this thing back in the day. It's like, yes, yes, you did. I read a pretty interesting book about an intersex person who was trying to figure out their gender identity at one point. And I remember them talking to a doctor saying, well, what am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be a man or a woman? And they were like... Well, that's the thing. You don't really have to be either. You can be anything, you know? Non-binary people have always existed and will always exist. And it's not something new or, like, scary or bad. It's just something that is. And you should respect people no matter their identity. And as you were saying before, that you feel like your gender is more fluid. Do you want to discuss, like, how gender... Is fluid for some people and you gender know, might... overall it's okay to experiment with like your gender you know if you don't feel 100% comfortable even if you've like transitioned and you feel like have always lived a certain way there's nothing wrong with like if you feel like you want to exploring different aspects of what your identity might mean you know and like and also it's okay for people to explore explore and experiment with their gender and then still be cis at the end of it all yeah it's okay for people to like be like just want to try new things and because much like sexuality you like you don't have to know straight away like your entire life your gender you don't have to it's 
perfectly okay to experiment. And a lot of identity is quite fluid and will change as you grow and get new experiences of the world, when you I, know? When I was in high school, I experimented with my gender a lot and I, for a short period of time, thought I was not binary and went with... Um, I always, as long as I can remember, wanted to be androgynous and I decided to like try play play with that a bit and... Eventually, I just figured, actually, I don't feel like I'm non-binary. I am a guy, and that is okay. And again, your expression doesn't need to 100% align with how you identify, you know? And, you know, aspects of exploring your gender identity may include, you know, dressing up differently, trying new looks, trying new names, and trying new pronouns. And it's okay to, like, change that up a few times. It's okay to change your name and your pronouns as many times as you need to, to find something that fits and suits you. Yep. So if someone does decide that they're trans or realise that they are trans, and um, there are many things that they could want to do with that information that they've learned about themselves and one of them is to transition. So there's different kinds of transition. Um, you can transition socially, medically and anything else. <laughs> socially, medically. And I think actually like in within yourself like it's yeah. part of your acceptance is almost like transitioning because like yeah like uh, learning a lot of it, like a lot of things. Uh... For me like when I realised I was trans in my brain, I had to learn to accept myself and I learned things about myself through that and I became more me than I ever was. Something that I find weird is, like, um, there will, and probably, like, even later on, there are times when you may misgender yourself. That does not at all invalidate yourself. You know, it takes time to get used to. You're not going to wake up and go damn, I'm trans, I'm going to change my name and pronouns and it's going to instantly click for you. It doesn't work like that. And, like, I still occasionally accidentally misgender myself and it's, like, really frustrating for myself, but, you know, that does not invalidate me. And when you do misgender yourself, Bex, and it is awful, sometimes you do hate yourself a little bit for it, but it's okay, it's valid. And most trans people do it. I remember when I, like, first had to transition and I was, like, explaining how I learned French in high school and I was like, je m'appelle. And, and I introduced myself as my dead name and almost cried at myself, being like, why did I do this? I sometimes have dreams where, I, where I'm, like, not transitioned yet. That's freaky as hell. I hate it. I wake up feeling so dysphoric and uncomfortable. So- but... Yeah, there are loads of different ways to transition. What does it mean to socially transition? Socially transitioning is where you basically um, change how you present yourself to the world and, you know, that might include dressing differently and having people call you by your preferred name, preferred pronouns. Actual name, actual pronouns. Actual name, actual pronouns instead of your dead name and your dead pronouns. I think we should start using the term dead pronouns. I, right, to the word dead name, my mum hates it when I say dead name. My mum says it feels like that I've like killed off my old self. And I'm like, I don't see it as that way. I just see it as an easy way to explain that it's my old name. Don't use that name. Sometimes I wish I could kill my old name and pronouns. <laughs> and, um, and so some people might only want to social transition and that is perfectly okay and valid and other people might also want to medically transition as a trans man or trans mass person what are some ways that you can medically transition well you can start hormone treatment or hrt that's something that both like 
uh, trans femme, trans masculine, trans and non-binary people can do as well, you know, which is basically where you get hormone therapy, so you might start, if you're a trans man, on testosterone, and you can do that you can take that in many different ways uh in order to start on that if you're in england okay (laughs) just cut that bit out then yeah um (laughs) so you know you can be have injections or you can start on gel if you want to like transition in a way that's more feminine you can start on estrogen which i think is done through pills i don't think you can get that from injections can you um I believe in some places, I don't know if about in the UK, you can get injections. You can also get patches. I know that. I know some people yeah. on patches and, um, and pills. You can, all, um, to medical transition, you can also have surgeries. Um, there is not just one surgery. You don't just get the surgery. So, there are so <laughs> many different surgeries that you can have. You know, you might have breast augmentation. You might have a mastectomy. You might have a hysterectomy. And you might have bottom surgery. Technically, top surgery for trans men is not called a mastectomy. Just a fun fact. So, um it's chest reconstruction service and so chest reconstruction surgery for trans men or it can also go as chest wall reconstruction and uh, basically fun but i didn't know that and that's like the next step for me in my transition is to be actually getting that (laughs) it's slightly different to a mastectomy because what they do is also make they don't just remove the chest area they also make it look more masculine they're just your nip knobs they yeah they are, I, I believe there's like some other things that they do that makes it different to a mastectomy. Um, so we all learned something new today, including Adam. <laughs> and so another type. So trans men often call that top surgery because it happens on the top side of your body. And yeah. another surgery that trans men um, sometimes get is bottom surgery, which is the good old question: What's in your pants? Oh surgery. yes, I love being asked what's in my pants. It's never asked like that though. It's always it's always asked, asked in a dis- totally not discreet, discreet way. Yeah, like I've just been straight up asked if I have a dick before. Oh, many times on dating sites. Oh, dating sites are so wonderful for I literally people. have said that I have not had any surgeries yet on mine, and I've still been asked, do you have a dick? And I'm like, read the thing. But anyway, that's for another conversation. Yeah, um, we really need to do a, one on, like, dating as a trans person. <laughs> dating as a trans person is not fun, especially if, you like... Yeah, like it's a lot easier in certain um, ways and harder in other ways, depending on yeah. your identity. But um, so another um, medical transition, you can obviously have like surgeries down there. You know, and some people may have some surgeries and not other surgeries. Yeah. Like personally, for me, I don't think I want bottom surgery, but I do want top surgery. I might want some bottom surgery, but not all of bottom surgery. Like for some people who oh. are trans mask might get like um, follow some people might some people might get meta some people might get both we will have an episode in depth on this sort of stuff and it will have a trigger warning of mention it because we'll have to go into more detail and have to say words that we probably don't like saying anyway gendered um, words for genitalia and also there's um ffs which is facial feminization surgery can you get a masculine version of that I do not know. You can get um, body masculinisation. get your Adam's apple shaved. Yeah, um, that's for trans feminine people and for trans masculine people. You can't get it on the NHS, but you can, in some places, get... Um, 
forgotten the term for it, but it's basically body masculinization surgery where they uh, remove fat from the hips area and I would stuff. love to be able to have that surgery. Sorry, I'm yawning. What did you just say? <laughs> I would love to be able to have that surgery. Same. Sorry that I'm yawning. Same, but you can't get on the NHS and that makes me so mad. Um, now, on to what you were going to start talking about earlier, how to medically transition in England, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for most of the UK, so... Um, you'd start off, you go to your GP, you explain you want to be, tra- um, to be referred to a, a gender identity clinic. That this is only if you are wanting to do it through the NHS, you can do it privately. Yeah, this but is NHS. This, right. We're talking specifically about how to transition through the NHS. Uh, your doctor cannot refuse to um, yeah. refer you. If, if they do, you need a better doctor and report them. <laughs> if you do go to the doctors, but like personally for me, when I first went to the doctor, they had no idea what to do. Do say to them, I want to be referred to my local gender identity clinic. Or any of your choice. It doesn't have to be it, the one closest yeah. to you. I mean, yeah. It, and for me, when I went, my doctor was like, I've done this once before. I think it's changed since then. Come back next week. And she was lovely. Some people have awful experiences. Thankfully, yeah. I didn't. Uh, the first time I went, they had no idea really what to do. And I hadn't actually done research beforehand as to how <laughs> to like get myself referred. So I had to go back and ask again. And luckily, this doctor knew what to do. But yeah, ask to be referred. Maybe do some research as to which one works better for you. Some places do have longer waiting times than others. The waiting times in general are not fantastic, which is very unfortunate. For most of them, it's beyond two years now. For Unfortunately, hopefully that will change. But yeah. And. Basically, once you get seen by GIC, eventually, after years and years of... I'm sorry, this makes it sound so depressing. It is depressing. That's the unfortunate aspect of it. It is really terrible how long it does take. But, you know, hold on. You will get there. It took us both many years to actually get seen. But, you know, we're here now being seen. (laughs) So you'll have an assessment um, done where... And then you will um, hopefully... If they agree that you're trans, you'd get a diagnosis. Because we all know that, you know, these people know way more about our identities than ourselves. You know, the people living these lives. Exactly. <laughs> and you'd eventually get a diagnosis of gender um, gender dysphoria. And we'll do one further on this sort of thing anyway. But that's um, basically the first steps you will need to take, you know, if you want yeah. to start medically transitioning. Unless you go privately, in which case I'm pretty sure you contact yourself somewhere like um, gender care and you have to pay for the, these services because, like, um, most of them are, like, southern-based. Yeah. And um, they cost, like, a hundred, couple hundred um, for an appointment. And if you get shared care where you get your GP to agree to um, do the prescriptions once they give you the go-ahead, essentially, um, you'd pay the same not a normal price of a prescription. Or if that doesn't happen, you have to pay private prescriptions, which cost a lot more. So that's the basics on how to get started in the medically transitioning way in the UK. Um, so we're going to discuss now how to be a good ally what is an ally for starters? An ally is somebody who may not necessarily be trans themselves, but supports trans people or LGBT people as a whole. An ally is somebody who's like, um, basically a friend to trans people and supports them and 
like different aspects. How um, are you where, a good ally? Wait, I've got another thing to add to what an ally is. An ally is not the A in LGBTQIA. No, that's asexual or aromantic. It very, I see so many posts where it's like, this is where it all stands for, and then it'll say ally under A, and it's like, no, and then they'll add another A for ally. It's like, still no. No, you're not part of LGBTQ+. You are... A supporter. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. Uh, so how to be a good ally? Um, respect people's pro- name and pronouns for one, you know, support them and stand up for them if you see something happening to them that's like wrong because, you know, a lot of people who are LGBT often feel like they cannot stand up for themselves because of whatever also, reason. Also, if a trans person doesn't correct you because when you use the wrong pronouns or name, it's not because we're okay with it, it's because we're tired of it. Yeah, we're tired we don't of cre- feel safe to do so yeah, in oh, that aspect. In that so, time. if you see that um, as an ally, maybe ask that person, do you feel um, comfortable with me correcting this person right now? Because sometimes also it's not safe for that happen yeah or they're not out in this situation and if it is correct people um yeah and you know also as an ally it's um important to it's important um as an ally it is important to let um trans people talk for them uh, share their experiences and talk and give them a voice like give them spaces where they can talk and give their experiences and listen to them when they say something's offensive you go okay yeah you yeah. do not choose what is offensive to us yeah don't like get all defensive and say oh no i don't think you're right because of x y and that that like just is really incredibly invalidating you don't get to say what somebody may or may not find offensive or uncomfortable you know some people don't like certain words being used around them you know even if you are lgbt yourself it's you should like say to them are you comfortable with me using this like especially if it's a slur for some people like i know ethan doesn't like it when i use the t-slur around him so i won't do that because if you don't know what the t-slur is just look it up yeah (laughs) um so what not to say to a trans person have you got one what's in your pants so why is that your business yeah, it's literally none of your business what's in any trans person's pants. It's not your Unless business you what's in anybody's pants, them. you know? Unless you're going to, like, directly interact with what's in their pants, none your business. Just to share my amazing story about that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. So, um, this is a bit TMI, I think. But anyway, one time I was about to sleep with someone who I started dating. Well, we later started dating. At this point, we hadn't. This person knew we were, I was trans, but didn't really know anything about trans stuff and automatically assumed that I'd already had bottom surgery and was a little confused when we started to have sex. And then they didn't care, which is good. (laughs) Ultimately, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, unless you're going to interact with what's in their pants, just don't. It's none of your business. You won't go up to a random person in the street and just say, like, hey, what's in your pants, you know? A good variation of what's in your pants is have you had the surgery they never mean top surgery when they say it so yeah, they're like the <laughs> surgery as if there is one surgery and uh, they literally only ever say when they're top meaning downstairs what's in your pants <laughs> again it's not your business whether they have and you know not all trans people want to have a surgery or the surgery or any surgery so you know leave them alone and there is no the surgery as you said um 
You're so brave. Mm, that's just a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not brave. I'm just living my life. Yeah, it's... Hannah, it feels it feels like the othering me. Like, they're oh. making me feel like something special or something like that or something different. And I'm not. I'm just a person. Oh, one thing that I get a lot. What? I would have never have known. That's not a compliment. That's, like, that's not a compliment. What... How do you, why do people think that they could tell if anyone is trans? And also, that, like, you, you've probably, whenever someone says they've never met a trans person, they probably have. You just didn't notice. You didn't know because you can't tell who is and isn't trans. You're basically just saying that all trans people have to look one way and we don't. We're all different. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being visibly trans, so saying I would never have known is just kind of, like, a dick thing to say. Yeah. Um, It's not really specific not to say. It's inappropriate, like, asking questions at inappropriate times. So I've been out to clubs and been asked so many questions about the fact that I'm trans. I've been asked one weird thing, which is, how do lesbians have sex? How am I supposed to know how lesbians have sex? I'm not a lesbian. I've been asked that question so many times, but my favourite one was after I came out and transitioned, there was this guy who was in my college, and I was at a bus stop, and he sat next to me and he just went, you used to be a lesbian. How do lesbians actually have sex? And to be (laughs) honest, if you have to ask how lesbians have sex, I feel really sorry for you, or you're girlfriend if you have one like i got asked by some poor poor girl how lesbians have sex and i felt awful for her sex does not mean penis penis in vagina is not sex well it is but it's not the only way to have sex and it's not necessarily the best way um (laughs) don't assume someone's pronouns especially if you know they're trans ask them first Oh, to be honest, ask everyone their pronouns when you like normalize asking pronouns. Ask cis people their pronouns. It's sometimes beautiful. I asked um, so when I first moved into my old um, student place last year, um, me and a friend lived together who was also trans, and we had other friends living in this building who were trans, and we were all hanging out. And I had flatmate who came and joined us, and we were all sharing our names and pronouns as trans people do, and we asked him. And he just looked at us so confused and went, anything? So for a good solid month, I called him by she, her pronouns <laughs> until he was like, he, him, he, him. <laughs> Never, ever, ever ask a trans person what their old or real name is. Their real name is the name that they have chosen. Also, legal name, not no such thing in, in, in England. So that's also a stupid question. And it's just... None of your business. Why does it matter? It's the same as, like, ask, don't ask people to see pictures of them before they transitioned. You know, a lot of people aren't going to be comfortable with sharing that. And, again, it's not your business. You don't need to know it. It's not going to change who they are as a person to you. So, you know. I personally share mine if I'm very close to someone. Like, I know someone quite well just because I find them hilarious. Like... I liked how I looked. Like, I look at pictures as me when back when I was presenting female and I'm like, that person is relatively attractive. It's I not think... me, but it's an attractive person. I think you're hot now. Thank you. You looked terrible. <laughs> I did not make a good woman. Um, anything else what not to say? Oh, don't ever, ever out someone or disclose their identity to somebody else. 
unless, like, you've been given explicit permission to do so. Why not? Because that's just really horrible. It's not your place to tell anybody. You know, some people may not feel safe with people knowing that they're trans. You don't get to decide whether or not it's okay, even if the person's, like, another trans person, even if they're the most, you know, fantastic LGBT ally out there, you do not disclose somebody else's identity without their permission because that's just wrong and another example i have is a very trans mask specific one and that's just compliment like talking about how young we look it and like treating us like kids i constantly get like oh you look 14 i'm 22 almost 23 i get treated like a kid because of how young i look and it's just it makes me feel so uncomfortable. It just... I can't explain it. It's just awful. I don't like it. I got asked if I wanted a children's menu at Christmas dinner. The children's menu falls for under 12, so I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> it's also when people turn around like, oh, you'll be so, like, happy about this when you're older. No, no, I won't. Do you know why? Because people st- will still treat me like I'm a child and I'll never actually be taken seriously. Like, yeah. I go to job interviews and get looked at like I've applied under a fake hit like I'm not old enough to be there and stuff and it's just like it's uncomfortable anything else? no but if you are an ally I would suggest like learning more like actually talking to trans people that you personally know because again not everybody's experiences are the same and they may want you to do something different for them and that's totally valid you know just respect you know, your trans friends' identities and their pronouns, and don't be an asshole. The best way to be an ally is to listen to people, other tr- to trans people and their wishes, and just accept us. And respect. So, that is your Trans 101. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, Ethan, what are we going to be talking about next time? Um, I don't know because I don't know what order I'm going to upload things that we've got okay, already. Okay, let's just cut that bit out then. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, check us out on uh, YouTube and follow us on Twitter at uh, podcast... Uh, fuck, I've forgotten it again. Check us out on YouTube. Our YouTube is this pod- um, queer podcast. Check us out on Patreon. Support your trans creators. We don't have it easy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you have the means to support us, that would be fantastic. If not, please share us with your friends. You know, get us out there. Yeah. Uh, Our Twitter is at podcast underscore is. I don't know why it's that. I'm pretty sure that's not what I signed us up for, but that's what it is. Yeah. Podcast is. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Like my sexuality.